I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get anybody in his live tonight. <clears throat> it is um, 11.18 p.m. <clears throat> kind of an odd time to uh, <laughs> to get on a live on a weekday. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah, today's Tuesday. Sipping some uh, pink lemonade. We got Montreux. What's going on, Montreux? What's up? What's up, man? <clears throat> Wow, we already got three people in here. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked, dude. It's uh like I said, like it's damn near eleven twenty on a regular old weekday. But it's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. <clears throat> so what's going on, brother? What's new with you? I um I work today. I went into the office. Um <clears throat> I go into the office once a week. I work from home. The rest of the week, uh, going into the office is like an hour drive, but it's cool, man. I don't really mind. There's not a lot of traffic where I'm at. And, um, you know, I just listen to podcasts and chill out. So it's not too bad. Uh, you know, in the morning, um, the drive kind of like helps me wake up to get in <clears throat> and start my day. And then, you know, it kind of sucks when I get out though, you know, kind of sucks when I get out, but overall, not too bad. And when I got out of work, uh, met up with the lady. We went to have dinner. We went to this uh, Mexican spot. I told her, you know, we're going to go out and get something to eat, go sit down. I gave her the option to, you know, pick wherever. (laughs) She wanted to go to like this local diner. Like, I don't mind diners, dude. Like, I love diners. I love breakfast food. Like, it could be any time. You know, I'll eat me some omelets, some pancakes, some over medium eggs, some uh, home fries. It could be 11 o'clock at night. You know, it's called Brenner, right? <clears throat> but yeah, we went to this Mexican spot. I had, um, what the hell did I have? I think it was uh, it was an enchilada. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a, a cheese one, chicken, and a beef one. <clears throat> but what's up with you, man? What's going on? Everything's well? I think I talked about this on a, on the um the last live tomorrow after work I'm going to go check out the thing 40th anniversary I never saw it in a the movie theater so I'm pretty stoked and then the next day <clears throat> Thursday I'm going to go see Maverick the Top Gun sequel I'm stoked about that man But uh what's going on in the MMA world I saw something about Nate Diaz wanted to be released. Um, Dana put up, he got quoted or something, or he posted himself. He said, um, maybe Nate Diaz should fight Jake Paul, which is kind of a crazy statement to me. Like I was, I was surprised that I read that (laughs) because, um, Dana's never been too keen on letting anybody, you know, uh, fight in other organizations or promotions if they're contracted with the UFC. But he did it with Connor. He did it with Connor because, well, well, partly is because they were going to make a, a good amount of money on the back end. So that was like a like a whole deal between Connor Connor and the UFC, and also you know, I know a lot of people. Um, this is a popular opinion. They believe that, you know, Connor is, uh, you know, one of Dana's favorites. So, 
But Dana and, and Nick, uh, Nate, matter of fact, no, actually, I think Dana gets along with Nick pretty well. He respects Nick quite a bit. It's um, Dana and Nate have issues. <clears throat> Those guys have been, you know, they've been had static and, you know, have not seen eye to eye. Dana views um, Nate as difficult to deal with. <clears throat> I could see that. I mean, I definitely could see that. Nate's the man, though. He's definitely he's definitely definitely a legend. But man, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul. <clears throat> That'll be pretty bananas if that fight, um, that boxing match goes down. Um, thinking about that fight, I <clears throat> I really don't like that boxing match for Nate. To be honest with you, man. <clears throat> like I honestly think that Nate is. He's more skilled, but the thing is, is like Nate kind of plots forward. He's not really like an explosive puncher or striker. And, you know, that works in mixed martial arts because he has other tools. If he wears guys out, you know, and the fight hits the mat, you know, they're they're pretty much going to be in trouble. But I don't know. Jake Paul's a big kid. He's, He's younger than Nate. He's a big kid. He's explosive. He's fast. I don't think he's more skilled than Nate, but you know the 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 knockout power and the explosiveness and speed might be a problem like in the boxing ring. So <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of you guys think that Nate would beat the brakes off of Jake Paul, but I don't know. I really don't know. Um I don't think Jake Paul is a great boxer by any stretch. He's not great, but he's definitely, um, he's skilled. He got skill and he's constantly improving. And he's a, he's a big kid. He definitely could crack. He got KO power. So he's, he's a, he's a legitimate threat regardless. If he hits you, he's going to hurt you or knock you out. <clears throat> so, but Hey, if uh, <laughs> we got Natero in the room, Natero says, uh, I work trying to watch this live. What's up, Natero? <clears throat> Bro, you work nights or, or where you're at right now? Um, is it daytime? I probably asked the same damn questions. I got the worst memory ever. I mean, no offense by that, guys. Um, I can't even tell you what I ate yesterday <laughs> for breakfast. That's not even a joke. <clears throat> But Natero, I don't know if you you have time to answer this. Did you see that um, Nate Diaz looks like he wants to box Jake Paul? Jake Paul and uh, Dana kind of looks like he's willing to release uh, Nate Diaz or or you know work something else so he could do that. It's kind of crazy. <clears throat> Natero works nights. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that. <clears throat> I remember we talked about that. We were talking about um. You know, you make more at night. And I was explaining how <clears throat> I basically work nights myself, like back in the day. And I was like, it was rough, man. Like you make you make better money. <clears throat> and it's great if you're not a social person, which I wasn't really like a social person when I was younger. I was kind of like, I guess kind of like disgruntled a little bit. <laughs> like I just, I still kind of don't like people. Like I love people, but I don't like people. If that makes any sense. Um... Yeah, but when I was younger, it was worse. I just wanted to be left alone and not bothered by anybody and, you know, jump through hoops or anything and <clears throat> just do my job and go home. And um, I used to freaking work a four to one shift. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it was it was it was fun, but it was also kind of crazy. It was like it was kind of bad for my psyche because 
It's like you work a, you work a four to one. So like you go in, you do your shift, you get out at one o'clock. It's like a nine to five. Like you don't go to sleep when you when you get in at five o'clock. And when you get out, you're going to be up for like another five hours. You know, you're going to bed at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. <clears throat> and, you know, the same thing at one in the morning is like you get out and you're going to wind up going to sleep like at seven o'clock in the damn morning when the sun's coming up. And then guess what? You go to sleep, you're sleeping in the daytime, and then you have to wake up, you know, when it's going to get dark soon and you go and go to work. So it's like, I really didn't see a whole lot of daylight. <clears throat> Shit was like messing with me, man. And then you can't even coordinate anything with anybody because your sleep schedule's out of whack. You know, everybody's like in the day shift and, and, and you're up at night. <clears throat> it kind of sucked. I'm not saying that I would never do it. Um, if there was a good opportunity, I probably would. But um, it's rough, man. It's rough. <clears throat> All right. Let's see what else we got in the MMA world. I'm looking right now. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, God. So I just read something right now. It says, uh, this is via MMA fighting, shout out MMA fighting. But it says, uh, <clears throat> this is the article title. It says, morning report, Mike Tyson and Jake Paul open to fighting. Um, It, it has got to happen this year. <clears throat> oh, boy. <clears throat> Honestly, Jake Paul does not deserve to, to, to step in the ring with Iron Mike. Like that is like a absolute privilege and an honor, and the dude he just oh my god, he just he just doesn't deserve to 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 box Iron Mike Tyson and even in an exhibition. But you know, um, Mike, I think how old is Mike Tyson right now? Mike's like fifty four, right? Something like that. Let me see. I fifty four year fifty four year old Mike Tyson. I'm gonna confirm. Oh, he's fifty five. I thought it was fifty four. Fifty five year old Mike Tyson will beat Jake Paul to death. <laughs> Money on Mike Tyson, one hundred percent. Did you guys see how he looked against Roy Jones Jr.? <clears throat> I firmly one hundred one hundred percent believe that Iron Mike was taking it easy on Roy. I mean, that's what I saw in the fight. I I saw. Mike pulling his punches and um he wasn't going in for the kill trying to trying to take uh Roy Jones out. It looked like out of respect. And like I'm I'm totally good with that. Like I didn't want to see either one of them hurt really. So I was cool with that. We got like a fun exhibition between two, you know, all-time greats, two of the goats in boxing. <clears throat> it was so cool to see him um step in there again. Like I grew up watching uh Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. So that was a crazy treat for me when I saw that. <clears throat> but back to um, Jake Paul and Mike Tyson, like, oh my god, <clears throat> I don't even know why Mike Tyson would do it. Like, to, to my understanding, like Mike is doing well financially. He doesn't really need the money. <clears throat> Maybe it's just sheer boredom, you know, sheer boredom. Maybe he doesn't like Jake Paul. Who the hell knows? Maybe he does want to take his head off. <clears throat> I know, I know. Uh, the fight community would not be mad if uh, Mike Tyson decapitates Jake Paul. <laughs> like me personally, I don't hate Jake Paul. Like I respect what he does. <clears throat> He's like a professional troll. 
you know, uh, people get on him and they think he's a clown and he's a, he's a goofball, but, um, you know, the dude, he's got some fame and, and he's a multimillionaire, like he's doing something right. <clears throat> but that's the thing. Um, Montrell says, uh, Mike Tyson KOs Jake. Hell yes, bro. Hell yes. I, I think I'm going to touch on that a little bit more, but um, yeah, as far as like selling your soul for money and fame, like <clears throat> I personally would never do that. That's why like on the channel, you see people doing some goofy stuff. Like you can scroll through the channel and those of you guys who have been following, following the channel, like forever, like I started it in 2016. You could go back as far as you can. You will not find me acting like a goofball. You won't find me acting like a character or, or fake for like clicks and views. Like it just... It will never happen. Like, I'm just going to always be myself. I'm always going to keep it real. Be me. I don't fabricate any of my background. You know, I'm not some super badass professional fighter. I don't make any crap up about myself. But what you hear me say is the truth, you know. Um, my background is my background. No fluff. And um, I'm always going to be that way. It doesn't matter what happens with the channel. So, um I do this for fun and for like the passion of it and to connect with you guys. But going back to the comments, Eric says, um, I'd rather see Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Me too, man. I think Anderson will beat Jake Paul's ass too. 47 years old. Anderson's looking good, man. He's looking slick. He's looking fluid. Um, he's beating, um, legit boxers, you know, Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was a world champ and, it's impressive at his age, 47 years old. And, I, you know, I read some comments. People, people were chiming in. They were saying, like, if Anderson would have started his boxing career, like, first, like, way back and, and not get into MMA, he could have been a world champion. It's like, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that because <clears throat> Anderson was born for fighting. I mean, he's got the mind for it. He has the heart and the will and the determination, the self-belief. He has the physical attributes. <clears throat> and if all of that was applied to boxing, oh my God. Let's see. We got Big Torn in the room. Uh, Torn says, what's up, Slam? I believe Silva can still do well in the UFC. <clears throat> I think so too, man, to be honest with you. I mean, he was dropping fights, you know, consecutively, but... He, he wasn't getting destroyed, you know. I, I don't remember Anderson getting destroyed. He was losing competitive fights. He lost to Uriah Hall. I feel like, um, you know, he, sh he shouldn't have lost to Uriah Hall, but he was older when he fought against him. But in all fairness, Uriah Hall could pretty much knock anybody out, you know. It's like when that guy's on his A game, he's super talented as well. Like Uriah Hall is one of those guys, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him. I don't feel like he lived up to his full potential. <clears throat> you know, and Dana talked about this way back because Uriah Hall was getting, um, when he first hit the scene, like in the UFC, <clears throat> he was actually on tough, if I recall correctly, and he was getting like sick knockouts. And I remember Dana being interviewed and Dana was saying like, look, there's this guy, you know, he's the next Anderson Silva. Like, I'm not even kidding. This kid is special. And, um, you know, he starts his official UFC career, <sighs> excuse me. And, um, he starts dropping fights. He's very like hit or miss. 
And I think it's like a mental thing. <clears throat> you know, Uriah Hall just had a straight up mental block. I think it's a confidence thing. Like I talked about it with uh, Anthony Smith. When Anthony Smith is on, <clears throat> you know, Anthony Smith is on. That dude is like really difficult to deal with, especially in the first two rounds. And um, I feel the same about Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall has all the physical tools to be world champ, to be honest with you. But for whatever reason, something's missing and he just drops the big fights. Bikram says, what's up, my brother? What's going on, my brother? Bikram, I hope you're good, man. What's up? What's up? <clears throat> I'm actually surprised we got this crowd um, at freaking 1130-something at night <laughs> on a Tuesday. Like, I'm not mad, though. I'm glad you guys joined in. Jurek's in the room. What's up, Jurek? Jurek says, um, her little nog, Rodrigo Noguera, was invited to Boxing Olympics. <clears throat> he was. <clears throat> that's the rumor um i did read that as well um i think he was supposed to represent brazil and um yeah um he definitely had the better hands as far as a uh, big nog and little nog little nog was more skilled with the fist like 100 percent. and i think big nog was better with the ground and it's kind of funny how that works right but big big nog i mean Big Nog had solid basics, you know, like solid boxing. It wasn't like out of this world for MMA, but, you know, it was like good. It was like good fundamentals. Like he kind like his style kind of reminded me of Glover, but like Glover's like a lot more powerful. Uh, Glover is like more explosive as well, as far as like his boxing and his hands, <clears throat> but very similar style. Like they, they almost kind of look stiff. It's like very... You know, just just the the fundamentals and basics of boxing: jabs, crosses, hooks, uppercuts. <clears throat> you know, uh, similar defense. Let me see. MP Montreal says, "I honestly believe Anderson Silva would be champ in boxing, but he would be less respected as boxing analysts would compare him to previous boxers. <clears throat> Makes seem like he he's less than than unlike UFC." <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's there's just like this there's this weird thing in the boxing community, and you, like you're seeing less and less of it, which is cool. Um, but there's like this rivalry between boxing and MMA, and it was like it was way worse. You know, I got a personal story about that as well. Um, I'll get into that in a second, but you know, um. Definitely some years ago, like let's say 10 years ago, there was like a way bigger separation between boxing fans and um and MMA fans <clears throat> and mixed martial artists and boxers. And I always I always find it kind of funny because they're like they're like cousin sports, you know, they're both combat sports that involve striking and mixed martial arts incorporates boxing. You know, they're they're like they're cousin sports. Just different disciplines, you know, just different sports, but they're related. <clears throat> and you would think that these guys, you know, would have more respect for each other. But it was like a competitive thing, you know, like who's the real baddest man on the planet. And like we, we all know now that it's mixed martial artists, like no disrespect to boxers, but that's just the plain old truth, you know. Um, But the fans like. You still see like that rivalry a little bit where you see like diehard boxing fans, you know, ripping on MMA. They call MMA guys bums. They call them 
you know, wannabe boxers. They call them failed boxers, which is it's so stupid. It is such a stupid argument. It's just, it's almost not even worth wasting brain cells thinking about that kind of crap. When you read something like that and trying to correct somebody, it's like, it's better to just keep it moving. That person, you know, missing some brain cells. But, uh, you know, and I've seen the disrespect of like MMA fans towards boxers too. Um, and I think that's equally dumb. <clears throat> the sweet science is awesome. Like I'm a boxing fan. Obviously, I'm like I'm like 90% MMA, but I love boxing. I used to watch way more of it when I was younger. <clears throat> but my personal my personal story with that rivalry, like I used to work with this guy, and this is way back in the day. I was in my 20s. I was a young man. And um like earlier mid-20s. And I used to work with this dude. He was like, I don't know if he had a boxing background himself. I think he did. Like I, I kind of was like, I was already training, but I was like early into like training MMA and stuff. And I was already like a big fan of it. Um, but we got into like this debate and this dude got like pretty heated and, um, he didn't, he didn't know anything about grappling. He didn't know anything about MMA at all. And he's like, oh, oh, that, that brawling stuff, <clears throat> you know, guys rolling, rolling around on the gate, on the, on the ground being, being like fruity and like all this stuff being like disrespectful. And I'm just like, dude, man, like you just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like you, you have no idea what you're talking about. <clears throat> and he's like, He's like, boxing's always going to be number one, always going to be number one. And I told him like way back, way back. I'm like, no, dude. I said, one day MMA is going to be mainstream and it's going to, it's going to take over boxing. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're out of your mind. People are never going to accept it like that. And it's like, I think they will, dude. I think they will because people are going to understand that mixed martial artists are like the actual better fighters, you know? If you want to see, two people like who's the better puncher watch a boxing match if you want to see who's the better fighter between two people watch mma i mean that's just how it is <clears throat> but i don't know if mma took boxing over i really don't i mean the numbers are always like you know uh going back and forth i don't even know what to believe like what's in the lead who does better pay-per-view numbers i have no idea but I know MMA is like pretty much mainstream and it's like right there with boxing. <clears throat> Torrance says WWE is a cousin to MMA and boxing too. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's within the combat realm. <clears throat> Even though it's scripted, I mean a lot of those guys um they actually have like real wrestling backgrounds. They have catch wrestling backgrounds. And um some of those dudes could fight, man. Some of those some of those dudes could fight. Some of them are martial artists. You know, like Steve Blackman was a legit martial artist. Obviously, Ken Shamrock, he started as a pro wrestler before he got into fighting. So you could you could technically say that Ken was a pro wrestler coming into MMA, which is kind of funny. You know, <coughs> Kazushi Sakuraba, pro wrestler, is a lot of guys. Josh Barnett's into wrestling. Bikram says, uh, pretty nice fight card. Fight night card coming up this weekend. Who you got in the main event? How do you think uh, Shavkat, Shavkat will perform? Hold on. Hold on. Let me see what uh, UFC fight night. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. That's a good card. You got um, 
Armin Sarukian versus Gamrot. <clears throat> That's a good fight. Sarukian's a beast. Isn't Sarukian the one that he fought um, Islam Makachev? And it was like a super close fight. It was like a decision. But they were going back and forth. But uh, Magni versus uh, Rachmanov is going to be a good fight because they compare him to uh, Hamzat Chimaev. And he actually, he gets annoyed about that. But um, I don't know. That's a big test for him because Neil Magni is like, he's a super veteran and he's like very crafty. I wouldn't say like he's excellent everywhere um, or in any particular area, but he's, he's well-versed in like pretty much all facets of MMA and he has like crazy cardio and conditioning. <clears throat> so it's going to be a good test for uh, Rachmanov, but um yeah, I don't know. I can't even make a prediction or uh, for that fight, but um, that man is a beast. Um, I might even say he's going to beat Magny. Now that I'm thinking about it, styles make fights. You know. Let's see. Uh, what else we got here? I'm scrolling up the comments, guys. Beacom says Hall almost got his butt beat by a washed-up silver. No offense. I think he was all hyped. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes he's had some good fights, though, man. Good performances. Remember when um he knocked out Gegard Musasi? I think he kicked Musasi in his head with a spinning back kick. It was like the most like sickest time spinning back kick. Kicked him right upside his head and knocked him out. And then if if I remember right, um Moose rematched him and beat him pretty convincingly, if I remember. Gegard is a man. Jurek says Anderson Silva Vitor Bell for a little little nog would have done good in boxing. Any one of them could have won world championships in boxing or hung with the best. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would I would agree. Um, Silva got crazy hands, super fluid, very talented, uh, very physically gifted. Vitor Belfort, what one of the fastest hands in mixed martial arts, like without a doubt. That blitz on Vandalay Silva back in the day. Like Vitor has starts like many people. And um Little Nog, Little Nog, right like really crisp, beautiful boxing. Like in his prime, of course. When he got older, started slowing down, dropping fights, not so much, but Little Nog was a beast. <coughs> Torrance says I can't stand boxing. <laughs> Soren says, I used to watch boxing, though, back when Floyd was boxing, Roy Jones Jr., Oscar De La Hoya, etc. Yeah, me too, man. I was a, I used to like De La, uh, watch De La Hoya fight. I liked him as a fighter. Roy Jones is one of my favorite boxers of all time. I mean, that dude, I say Roy Jones Jr. is one of the most physically gifted boxers of all time, like hands down. He might be the quickest and just the most gifted. I mean, talk about a phenom. I never seen a boxer like that, a move like that. Dude was ridiculous. Like his um his lead left hook was nuts. Was nuts. Like no setup, hand down, and he'll just like dart in, bam, and just catch you. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> Rogan talked about it. It's funny, like um I guess Roy Jones was Roy Jones. Yo, Roy Jones was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Maybe I heard it from the podcast, but um, I'm pretty sure Roy Jones used to mimic roosters. 
he used to watch animals and he emulated how roosters fought and roosters would, would, would hop in real quick blitz and like get out, you know? And, um, he mimicked his style off of that, which is really cool. Uh, going back to, um, <clears throat> wrestlers that could kick ass. Rob Van Dam was MMA too. Um, Rob, Rob Van Dam styles based off of mixed martial arts. Yeah. Rob, Rob Van Dam, Rob Van Dam, RVD is the man. I used to watch him back in ECW. That guy was like super gifted in wrestling, like crazy athlete. I used to love how he used to incorporate uh, martial arts and kicks. <clears throat> Same reason I liked uh, Vampiro. Uh, Torrance says, I think Neil Magny will win. Fair enough. Fair enough. Beacom says, I, got also, I also got Neil winning. <clears throat> yeah, I got to think about that fight. Maybe I'll have Magny too. <laughs> I got it. I would. I wouldn't mind doing like an official video, but um, yeah, it's a good fight. I I want to see if um, you know, uh, that's a great test for um, the newcomer Rockmanoff. Torrance says, "Crazy, we never we never got to see Rob Van Dam versus Steve Blackman. Interesting. They never wrestled." Jurek says, "Do you agree the youngsters of the?" F of the future going to focus on MMA compared to boxing because MMA back in nineties or before wasn't around. <clears throat> I think, um, the evolution of the sports crazy because we're going to see a lot of things that we, we, you know, we wouldn't expect or predict, but it's kind of like the natural flow of things. It's kind of like MMA is becoming the most prevalent combat sport and, the most respected again, as far as like, who's the real baddest man on the planet. And <clears throat> these guys are making more money slowly, but surely they're not making boxing money, but they're getting there. And you're going to have like these athletes that would go to like baseball, football, basketball, and they're going to want to go into MMA because it'll be a, like a viable career option where you can make a lot of money if you're a star. So we're going to start seeing more like super athletes in the sport, which is going to be nuts because the more, the more athletic you are, the more explosive, the better coordination you have, the better control over your body, the, the quicker you're going to pick up on MMA, the quicker you're going to pick up on skills and the more effective and dangerous you're going to be. So we're going to see like this new breed of mixed martial artists that like we never seen before. <clears throat> and we got a taste of it with George St. Pierre. We got a taste of it with Kamar Usman. We got a taste of it with Yoel Romero. We got a taste of it with uh, Luke Rockhold is a great athlete, but um, <clears throat> we're going to get people in there that surpass them. Just absolute freaks. <clears throat> Another window into that was Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker got into mixed martial arts way late. I think he was like in his mid to late 40s, or if, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he was in strike force and he was crushing people. Now, granted, um, <laughs> he was fighting like subpar competition, but it still was impressive. And that dude is like just a freak, just hella strong, an absolute tank. Torrance says, um, oh, wait, going back to the to the original question or comment. Um, yeah, we're going to definitely see the youth gravitate more, more towards mixed martial arts and look up to those guys over boxers for sure, for sure. But I think there's always going to be 
boxing interest. It's 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 such a deep rooted sport. <clears throat> you know, going back to like bare knuckle, like boxing is like I don't know the exact roots, but fighting is old as hell. Fist fights are just old. <laughs> you know, you can go back to like damn near probably the beginning of time. There probably was like cavemen fist fighting, punching each other in the face. So <clears throat> Torrance says Joe Calzeggi was good. Yeah, he was, man. Cayman, Cayman's in the room. What's up, Cayman? Cayman says, do you think if Brock Lesnar got on top of DC and got hooks in on the legs, he can get... Uh, can DC get back up to his feet? <clears throat> I think a fight between, <clears throat> I always thought a fight between, um, DC and Brock, I always had DC because, um, I, I think DC has the knockout power on the feet. And I just think DC is another, just a notch above Brock as far as like wrestling skill. You know, DC's Olympic caliber, but Olympic caliber, but like Brock Lesnar's like right there, you know, size and strength is, it's, it's kind of comparable. Like DC at heavyweights, he's a, he's a tank and, um, and Brock's an absolute beast. I mean, I would say in the pure pushing, like lifting force, like you got to give it to Brock, you know, if it's like gym weights, but functional like fighting strength like lifting somebody up and dumping them on their head probably really comparable i might even give it a dc to be honest but um could dc get up yeah i think dc could get up i think he get up you know dc got the strength and the bulk and the size to uh kind of contest brock in the strength department and not to mention the the wrestling ability but i think it's also possible that brock gets dc down and um smashes smashes on him you know like brock got some big old fist he's powerful he's strong and you never know what could happen in a fight you know if dc were to get in a bad position you got like a damn near 300 pound guy on you and he punches you you know and connects you're gonna you, you could get knocked out you get hurt definitely so um <clears throat> that would have that would have been an interesting fight but my money would have been on dc i think dc would have pieced up brock on the feet and I think he would have had Brock turtling up and um, DC would have just pounded on him. <clears throat> just my opinion, of course. Torn um, comment in, Tajiri was an MMA-based professional too. Yep, yep. I, I remember Tajiri. Beacom says, one good example, Dominic Reyes. He was a great college football player. Now he's a great MMA fighter. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great example, man. Um, and I think what, part of what makes... Dominic Reyes, like, effective and dangerous is, like, his athleticism. He's just a big-ass dude. He's a big-ass dude, and he's explosive and, and athletic, and, you know, it helps his striking, because I don't find Dominic Reyes, like, really technical at all, you know? I find Jan Blachowicz more technical. That's why, you know, Jan won. <clears throat> Am I crazy? Didn't Jan and Reyes fight? Yeah, Jan knocked Reyes out. But, um, yeah, Reyes, he's not really technical. He doesn't really set you up like that. Uh, but he has like blistering, like crosses, you know, he, he's, he's very explosive and fast and he hits hard. Jerk says rugby, American football, basketball, netball, cricket, baseball, catch can wrestling, pro Pro wrestling, bare knuckle, pro boxing, field hockey, ice hockey. Those are father to son evolution sports. <clears throat> hmm. 
something to think about. There's definitely some some rough sports there you mentioned. Rugby's no joke. <laughs> I was actually talking about rugby today with my girlfriend when we were eating in this restaurant. Uh, I was talking about we went earlier in the live. We went to like this Mexican spot on a whim, and um, how how did why did I even bring up rugby? Uh, I don't remember like what we were talking about like tough guys, and I re- like for some reason Vinnie Jones came up. You know, uh, Vinnie Jones that he played Bullet Tooth Tony from, um, I think it was Snatch or was it Lock, Stock, uh, Two Smoking Barrels? One of those Guy Ritchie movies. He played uh, Bullet Tooth Tony and uh, Vinnie Jones is a badass. Vinnie Jones was uh, the equivalent of like an enforcer in rugby. So I was explaining to my girlfriend, I say, yeah, I say, you know, Vinnie Jones stumbled across acting just being like a tough guy and having having like a certain look, a believable look. And then he started playing like a gangster and a tough guy in movies, which is cool. I like Vinnie Jones. I felt bad for him because <clears throat> his wife died of like many years. And um, I got to read his like memoir, memoir, his book. Uh, he talks about it. And um, I always liked Vinnie Jones. I thought he was cool. <clears throat> Torrance says, I think Dustin Poirier would have been a great boxer. Yeah, yeah, Dustin. If Connor would have got into straight boxing, Connor would have done really well. Um, I think so, anyway. Uh, Armando, what's up, Armando? We got Brandon in the room. What's good, brother? What's good? <clears throat> Armando says, Reyes was robbed of being champion. <clears throat> Armando Armando also says Reyes played everything. I I didn't I didn't know that, bro. That's crazy. But as far as like the Jones fight, yeah, man, there's an argument. I can't remember what I thought. I gotta rewatch that fight. But I I think I'm just being honest, 100 honest. I I thought Jones won, um, at the time. But I I thought it could have went either way. Maybe I'm wrong. I gotta look at the stats. I gotta rewatch the fight. But I thought it was like. Really close fight. I mean, I think it could have went either way. Um, but a lot of people actually, I think more people agree that Reyes won than than lost that fight. So, Jurek says, uh, your thoughts on Valley Tudo? <coughs> Valley Tudo, um, brutal, <laughs> brutal. Valley Tudo, uh, that was like straight up bare knuckle MMA. You had um, Pele Landy Johns competed in that. He actually fought Chuck Liddell uh Valley Tudo way back in the day. There's a clip of the fight on YouTube. They fought like in a mini pride ring. And um, guys, you could tell that I'm a that I'm a MMA fight. Uh, maybe I'm like the Rain Man of like MMA and like uh, combat sports. <laughs> this is like off the fly. I've been watching this sport, uh, you know, mixed martial arts and Valley Tudo and stuff like since for ever i got so many uh, fights i remember i remember in my head and fighters that people you know i some of you guys know some of these names but um yeah i just um i remember so many uh old school fights and fighters you know from pride um you had pancrase um you had shudo you had rings um, I think Fader, Fader definitely competed in rings. I think he complete, competed in Shudo as well. I know Nick Diaz did. I think Nick Diaz competed in both as well. <clears throat> I may be wrong. Don't quote me on that. <clears throat> oh, snap. Cayman says, um, 
Oh, wait, let me go back to Jurek. So thoughts on Valley Tudo. Yeah, br- brutal. It's like a, a, a even pure form of like mixed martial arts. Cayman says Soldier Boy versus Homelander. Ooh. Okay, like I don't want to spoil the boys for you guys. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Amazon show based on the comic. And I talked about this before. Like I, I know the whole comic storyline. You know, um, I read the whole thing. And the show, it, it kind of goes by the comics, but it doesn't, which is kind of cool because you don't want to, you don't want the show to like regurgitate what happens in the comics because it's like, what's the fun in that? <clears throat> Even though you want to see some of this stuff in live action, but it's cool to be like surprised. <clears throat> so I don't want to say too much, but Soldier Boy looks pretty powerful. Um, I'm not sure if he could take Homelander. <clears throat> But his skill set, what he could do, his ability abilities are pretty interesting in relation to like Homelander, how they could affect him. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens next episode. Eric says, I thought both Reyes and Tiago Santos be Jones. And that's not uh, that's not just me being a hater. I've watched both fights multiple times. <coughs> hey, man, you may be right, bro. I know they were like super close. I know when I saw the Tiago Santos fight. I remember like it being super close as well. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't even be mad if it went to Santos. Got some sirens in the background, guys. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I actually want to touch a little bit on the Santos versus Jones fight. One sec. Let me let these sirens go by. <clears throat> All right, so the Santos versus Jones fight. Tiago Santos, I believe he blew up both his knees in the first round and um, it affected his ex- his explosiveness, his ability to cover distance, and he was just flat out compromised and even compromise, even compromise. I remember Jones being tentative and afraid to engage. I mean, that's what I saw. I don't know what you guys saw, but I saw Jones very affected by Tiago striking like he did not want to get hit and it's like fair enough that dude's that dude was a beast but um he had Jones backing up and Jones just like didn't want to engage he's just like playing it super safe sitting on the outside <clears throat> Torrance says been into MMA since 2008 started off WEC and then 2009 got into UFC that's some that's some OG watching right there Torrance that's a long time man that's a long time. <clears throat> For me, it was like no joke. Like I didn't get like super, super into it until like the late 90s, early 2000s. And that was kind of like right around I started fiddling with training. Um, But really, really, when I first started watching it was um the first UFCs, like 1993, like that, that long ago. Like I was like super young. <clears throat> but I wasn't a baby. I knew what I was watching. <clears throat> I, re- I remember being like so hyped, like even back in the day, like it would give me like an adrenaline rush as a kid watching the old school, the old school UFC fights, like no weight classes. They had time limits, if I remember. Yeah, but limited rules, like you could have eye gobs, we could like punch in the nuts and stuff like that. It was like limited rules. <clears throat> 
And it was super exciting. And it was like way more like legit styles versus styles. You know, you had like a straight up karate guy versus a judo dude. You know, you had a a, a boxer versus like a Muay Thai guy, like stuff like that. Um, Super fascinating stuff to see like what style dominated. And um, really the grapplers did, you know, Ken Shamrock dominated with the wrestling and his uh submission grappling game, Hoist Gracie, of course, with his BJJ. Like no, no one's seen anything like that. You know, as a, <clears throat> I remember like as a fan, I I didn't really know submissions back then. So like I didn't even know what the I know like Hoist was choking people, but some stuff he did was like what the hell is going on? <clears throat> like when he choked out um, I think he choked out Ken Shamrock like with a gi choke from behind. Like he used his gi and strangled Ken Shamrock. If I'm not mistaken with that, I think I'm remembering that correctly. And Ken didn't even know what the hell that was. So it was definitely, definitely, tongue tied, definitely revolutionary stuff. It changed the game. That's why uh, Joe Rogan says um, two of the most influential people from martial arts is like Bruce Lee and Hoist Gracie. Because uh, hoist changed the game. Everybody started learning that as, quote, grappling stuff. <clears throat> but I remember people thinking it was like fixed fights, too. They were saying like, oh, what is that? What did he do to him? How could you st- How could you beat somebody with that? That doesn't even look like it'll work. <clears throat> and we're talking about like arm bars and like, you know, whatever, guillotine chokes. Torrance says, were you ever into the M- NBA? Yeah, man, I was like mid 90s, late 90s when it was like the Bulls versus Knicks rivalry when Jordan was playing. In that era, you had, um, <clears throat> you know, you had uh, Larry Johnson, you had uh, Reggie Miller, you had John Stockton, you had Carl Malone, you had <clears throat> the Bull- the um, Knicks lineup, you had uh, Patrick Ewing, you had Charles Oakley, you had John Starks, you had Anthony Mason. Um, who you had for the Bulls? You had, of course, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. You had Scottie Pippen. You had um, Dennis Rodman. You had, uh, uh, damn, what's his name? Tony Tony Kukoc, I think, or Kukic. <clears throat> who else you had? Um, the guy that used to wear the goggles. What the hell was his name? I forgot. Um, Rick Fox. You know, um, who else used to play in that era? Yeah, that was that was like pretty much when I was in a basketball like that era. That was a great era of basketball. Uh, Kevin Garnett. <clears throat> of course, you had Shaq, you had Kobe. Oh, Torrens like David David Robinson from the Spurs. You had Clyde Drexler. What? Yes. Clyde the Glide Drexler. Hakeem Lawajuan. Horace Grant. Yes, yes, Horace Grant. Uh, let me see. Jerk says, same, been a fan since I was eight years old. I think 2005 when Rodriguez, Ortiz, Tanner, Hughes. Oh my God, Evan Tanner. Pulver with champions. Wow. Jurek, old school too for you. Started off watching King of the Cage, Ven- uh, Vernon Forrest. Yup, Vernon Vernon White Forrest, right? They used to call him Vernon White. Um, or Tiger. Was it Vernon Tiger Forrest? And uh, Jeremy Horn. Jeremy Horn was the man. Like, Jeremy also had like a crazy ground game that was like, it was... um way advanced for like what was out at the time as far as like fighters like skill sets 
and Jeremy Horn had like a lot of fights. Like that dude's like a straight up OG of like the game. Jeremy Horn. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Jerick Ver- Vernon White. Yep, yep. Yep, I remember Vernon White. Uh, Brandon says, yeah, I'm kind of like on and off with following the NBA. <clears throat> Torrance says, Tim Duncan. Yep, Tim Duncan. Cayman <clears throat> says, Hamza be partying with Darren Till. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm going to get to that in one second. But going back to Brandon's comment about being on and off of MMA, I mean, uh, with NBA. Yeah, man, I just, I completely fell off. Same thing with football. I never really got into, su- uh, super into football. You know, um, being a New Englander, like well, originally from New York, you know, um, the of course, like the Giants, you know, were my team. Um, the Jets, eh, eh. The, the, you know, the Jets are like the adopted children of like New York. The same thing with the Mets. <laughs> I know there's like serious Mets fans, but that, you know, the, the first child of like New York is the Yankees. And then the Mets are like, you know, the adopted, uh, redheaded kids um <laughs> no no disrespect to redheads <clears throat> but that's just how it is um uh let me see gary the glove payton yes yes gary payton torn absolutely um uh, brandon says do you remember that show bully beatdown on mtv yeah i remember bully beatdown man um jason mayhem miller used to host that yeah, Bully Beatdown. They had Jake Shields on there. I remember um, <clears throat> Jake Shields didn't look that impressive. He had like a boxing match with this kid. And, you know, boxing is not Jake Jake Shields' his forte. So, of course, he's not going to look so great. But, yeah, I remember, I remember Bully Beatdown. I feel like a lot of that was like kind of staged for like the show. Not like the fights, you know, when, when the, the professionals are kind of beat up on these dudes. But... I just feel like a lot of that stuff was like hammed up. <clears throat> oh, but going back to um, Hamza partying with Darren Till. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I know these dudes have a great friend- friendship and it's su- super cool to have supportive friends and people to have your back. But, you know, I'm not saying Darren Till is a bad guy, but, you know... <clears throat> Darren Till has been on a slide, and um, granted, he's been fighting like elites. He's been fighting elites, but it's just a little bit concerning. I just hope that Hamzat doesn't get negatively influenced by Darren Till with the with the antics and the partying and goes to Hollywood, because I kind of saw that happening. You know, when you when you first saw Hamzat hit the scene, he was a straight up animal. It, 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 there's something about him. He had like this aura, like this dude was a savage. Like, you know, n- non-civilized at all. And it's like, that's what you want. You want to do to come in like an animal. And Connor came in like that. Connor came in like a hungry animal. So did Habib. You know, some guys come in. They're on a mission. Israel Adesanya was another one. Um, But yeah, like Hamza came in with that aura. Like, you know, this guy was going to do some damage. And then it's like, the more you see... Of him and Darren Till, you know, uh, bugging out and stuff on Instagram and 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 goofing off. It's kind of like you just like, oh man, you kind of see Hamza possibly getting unfocused a little bit, you know. <clears throat> but you know, um, with all that being said, he did defeat 
Gilbert Burns, which is number two. Gilbert Burns is like elite. The dude is like so legit. And Hamza was number 11. He more than proved himself, even though it was a it was a war. And I think part of that has to do with the way Hamza was fighting. I think that could have been an easier fight for him. But and I'm not saying Gilbert Burns is an easy fight. I'm just saying he could have had an easier fight with Gilbert Burns. Uh, but he just he just banged it out with him. You know, banged it out with him. And um that wasn't smart. He took a lot of damage. But to Hamza's credit, he did say that, you know, he 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 kind of fought foolishly and his coaches thought that that he's he's capable of way, way more than that. So hopefully in his next fight, he you know, he reels it in and fights more focus and, and like dismantles guys again. <clears throat> Torrance says, not gonna lie, and kind of hype for Jared and Izzy. I think it's gonna be interesting. <clears throat> I think so too, man. I don't think it's gonna be a squash match. I know Izzy's kind of predicting um a straight up squash match, um, like what he did to Costa. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Jared Cannonier is very durable. That dude's like super tough. <clears throat> you know, he, he has some similarities to Costa where he's like a power striker. He doesn't, I, I think he's actually more fluid than Costa, to be honest with you. Um, they both throw like a good variety of stuff, but they don't really throw a lot of combinations. They're kind of like single shot guys, but like they're, they're, their strikes are powerful. Like I actually think Cannoneer is more powerful than uh, Costa. You know, Costa, he's a big brute. He'll hurt you. He'll TKO you. But I feel like Jared Cannoneer, like one shot stopping power. I, I think he's more brutal. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting. And I think he's more explosive than Costa. I think he can cover distance going forward better. I think he utilizes low kicks better, which is going to be interesting against Adesanya. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> Torrance says, it seems like Izzy is looking over Jared. That's not good. Yeah, man. <clears throat> that happens, man. It's like the MMA gods like humble you, you know, when you're, t- when you're too cocky. But uh, sometimes guys call stuff and they're, they're 100% right. You know, remember Mystic Mac, like Connor used to call it. And Izzy's been, pr- he's been pretty, you know, pretty good with his predictions for the most part. But yeah, man, MMA is a funny game. Anything could happen. It could be a, a Weidman versus Silva scenario. You never know. You never know. <clears throat> but guys, I got to actually get off. Um, was on here for an hour. Uh, I think that's a, 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 a good time to cut it for now. Um, I got to wake up early tomorrow. I got to work, you know, back to the grind. So you guys have a nice night, nice day as usual. And I will catch you guys in the next one. All right. Everybody be safe and uh, take care, guys. I appreciate you guys to the max as always. Later.